0: Amen. Josiah, could I bug you for just a minute? Would that be okay? Would you mind coming up here and standing by me just a second, please? Maybe you just stand right here. You don't mind. Just step right. Up. Yeah, there you go. See, I knew he would be willing. I want you to think about this, okay? What would you think now really? I'm I'm being dead serious. I want you to think about this. Okay. What would you think if I told you that Josiah was 25 years old? What, what would you think if I told you Josiah was 16 years old? No, like, like, really, honestly, what would you, if, like, if, if either one of those statements were true, if I told you he's 25 years old truly, I we understand he's not, I know. But if I told you, and if I was being truthful, and I had a birth certificate, and I showed you, no, he's 25 years old, what would you think looking at him? Something went wrong, right? Or if I told you he was even 16, and I had proof, and you, you'd say, something's not right. Right. Why? Well, because you expect, rightfully so, I think, you expect that if he were sixteen, that he would appear differently. Okay. Doesn't mean he'll be six foot five. Okay. It could happen. Amen. I saw faith right there. No. It, it, it doesn't mean he'd be six foot five, but there are features and characteristics that would say to you, you by looking, say, hold on, this he can't be 16. There's features, and, or if he is, something's wrong because there are features and characteristics that come with one's age and growth that aren't visible and present here. Does that, does that make sense? You with me? Now, that's not odd to us, is it, that we would expect certain things, right? At at 25 or 26, we he might might have a little stubble on his chin right there, right? Okay, that's going to start happening. That's the process of a young man. That's God's design, okay? We would expect, if he was 25 years old, his shoulders would probably become a little broader. That's a process. Of God's design yes these are things we expect okay he's, he's 10 in case you're wondering okay but I promise you if the Lord tarries there's gonna come a day where dad and mom will be like my goodness this kid is already outgrowing those shoes. We just bought him. That's probably happening already. Yeah, the dad said, yep. Yeah. But it's going to continue. And they're saying, my goodness, I thought we just bought you those pants at the beginning of the school year. How is it they're too short already? What happens? He started growing. He, look at that. See that? Man, is he like a great help? Thank you. We understand that, right? We we understand that. I want to talk to you today. I believe the Lord wants to talk to us about growing up. Is that all right? About growing up. If I were to come in here this morning, I tell you, you know, I got up at 5.30 this morning, I woke up, I got up and had coffee and then I went in the bedroom, I woke my wife up, and I said, baby, i got to go to church today. I need you to get up and get me dressed real quick. You'd be like, what? Yeah, can you put my socks on? Can you slip my shirt on and button it for me? Can you tie? And then, yeah, and, can, and then can you fix my hair when you're done? You'd be like, what? you'd be asking one or two questions. What's wrong with you? Or why in the world is she doing that? Okay. Why? You would expect at at a point in my life, there's certain things I do for myself. Right. I'm going to go out on a limb here. We won't have him contradict or he can set the record straight for you if he needs to after service. I'm going to guess that Josiah probably dressed himself today. Yeah. He said, yeah. Okay. Now, now, there may have been times he'd come out of the room and mom's like, yeah, you ain't wearing that. We're going to you go change that shirt. That can happen. Okay. But th- these are things that we understand in the natural. This, this is part of growing up. It, it just happens. It's the process of life, right? If, you know, if Josiah, who we now know is 10, not 25. If I would have asked him to come here and he said, okay, and he crawled all the way up here, you guys would have been like. Looks like the boy should be able to walk at this point. Why? Because we understand and we expect certain things that come with growth. Yes. That's not odd to expect that, is it? Matter of fact, some even said something's wrong if we don't see that. There should be growth in a life. We understand this in the natural. Hear me. This is also true in the spiritual. We are designed by God in a relationship with God as a part of the body of Jesus Christ that we should grow. And if, if I have lived for God, that's the term we use, right? Living for God. So I'll use that term. If I have lived for God for 15 years, but I'm still crawling... I think we say oh, that's wrong, right? If if I've lived for God, and and so we expect growth. This is the same, even more so spiritually. Watch Ephesians chapter four. Oh, they're with me. Verse eight, or let's go to verse seven. Ephesians 4 we'll start at verse 7 but unto every one of us everybody say every one of us us. hey that means you and me unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ this is a gift Christ gives us this measure grace in measure it's a gift okay Wherefore, he saith, this is the Lord Jesus Christ, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive, and he gave gifts to men, to every one of us. Right? We just read that in the previous verse. He gave gifts to men. Skip down to verse 11. We're going skip, to skip over 9 and 10 there in parentheses. It further develops a thought from verse 8, but that's not our focus today. So now he begins to describe some gifts he gave. You with me in context? now he's going to describe some gifts he gave he gave some apostles then he gave some prophets and he gave some evangelists and he gave some pastors and teachers okay now watch I'll pause right here we're going to keep reading so don't don't close your Bible yet these are gifts from the Lord these ministries that we read here we often refer to this as the fivefold ministry that you read here these are gifts from God okay and in his infinite wisdom and knowledge of you and I he knows what we need when we need it okay now this is an example an example I may not, hopefully, need an evangelist in my life very often anymore. I'm talking about a scriptural. I don't mean like evangelist, a person that goes to churches and preaches, traveling. That's the word we use for it. That's not what the scripture is talking about here. An evangelist is someone that proclaims the gospel to the lost. They evangelize. That's what we're all called to do, by the way. Okay, but I hopefully there's something in my walk with that doesn't mean God can't use an evangelist to declare something more to me. You understand, but but I don't need an evangelist in the sense of this word, hopefully to come and declare the good news of the gospel and the way of salvation at this point in my life. The Lord knows that about me. And so his gift to me in the season of life is not an evangelist. Is this making sense? Sometimes we read over this like, oh, well, we need I need an evangelist. Hold on a minute. Now, so he knows what we need when we need it. That's why he gave some apostles. And he gave, I think sometimes we read this passage of scripture differently. right? He gave some, these are gifts he gave to men. That's what we just read in verse number eight. He gave gifts to men. And so to some men, he gave apostles and some men he gave prophets and some men he gave evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Now he may have brought all of those. And I believe he does in different ways, in different times, in different seasons, like we talked about, he'll bring them into our lives. OK, there's times where maybe for some of you in your life, because of our relationship through the years, I've been more that the gift of God has operated through my life in that way in relationship to you. I may have been a teacher at a time. I may have been a pastor. and OK, now, I'm not talking about an office. I'm talking about a gift from God that's a ministry through vessels. That's what this is. In the context of the scripture, that's what this is sometimes we get we get this a little mixed up because we start assigning these as titles to men and i don't i don't mind if we call somebody a pastor or a teacher an evangelist you, you understand but these are these are not offices these are gifts from god that are ministry to men with a purpose all with a purpose watch I didn't plan on taking all that time there, but I felt this is important. Why does he give these gifts to us? These gifts of different ministries. Verse 12, he does this for the perfecting of the saints. That word perfecting there doesn't mean, oh, I'm perfect and I have no faults or failures or shortcomings. I'm now perfect. It means the full completion. What is this? It's the work of the ministry, the edifying of the body of Christ. Until, verse 13, till we all come in the unity of the faith the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man or complete man, this is the whole body, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Notice my measure is not Brother Martin. My measure is not Sister Julie. My measure is the stature of the fullness of Christ. He gives me these different ministries, these gifts through men and women of God, these gifts given Him, given by him to us knowing where we are what we need he does this to bring us into the fullness of the stature of Christ he'll send a teacher your way the ministry of a teacher will flow through someone it could be in a Tuesday night Bible study with brother Azario and sister Priscilla and the ministry that gift of a teacher flows through one or both of them. And that ministry of a teacher begins to edify Israel and it begins to strengthen him. He grows in the fullness and the stature of Christ because God gave a gift of teaching in that moment. He knew this is what brother Israel needs right now. He doesn't need an evangelist right now. He needs the teacher. He needs the gift of a teacher. And so the Lord gives the gift and it flows until he comes to the fullness and the stature of the body. Not individually, individually, collectively you're gonna see this in a minute because we should grow we should grow all right now watch verse 14 why why should we grow what, what we should grow in the fullness and stature of Christ why should we grow into the fullness and stature of Christ that we henceforth be no more what see that sort of speaks of growing up doesn't it I should no more be children tossed to and fro carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slide of men and cunning craftiness Whereby, what, what, what is the apostle Paul describing here he's describing people who don't grow up they don't grow up tonight I, I don't I don't know I don't think I hope not if so let this be an adjustment and correction in your life I don't think they're here any of you but there are people you know, that bounce, maybe not from church building to church building, but they bounce from YouTube preacher to YouTube preacher to YouTube preacher to YouTube. They bounce all over the place, but they never grow up in spiritual maturity. You with me? Now, don't raise your hand like, oh, I know somebody like that, but but we probably do. What's happening? I'll tell you exactly what's happening. They're like children. And they're just tossed to and fro. And they're carried... What does it mean to be carried about with their... Oh, that sounds neat. That sounds pretty cool. I've been hearing a lot about this. Let me see if I can find more about it. And I'll start listening to that. Oh, you know, I've had enough of that flavor. Let me find a different flavor. I want some... Paul said it was those that would heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. They have a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. Paul said from those, turn away. Okay? Okay. So we need to understand, we are meant. Why don't you look at your neighbor and say, we're supposed to grow up. Now don't get your feelings hurt. Okay? Don't get your feelings hurt. You all said Josiah, if he was 16, that would be something's wrong if he didn't, if right? So we have to be willing to say this about ourselves spiritually. If I live for God and I'm pursuing him, I have a relationship with him but I'm not growing up, then I should be saying, please help me. Something's not right here. Something's blocking my growth. Something's hindering my growth. I was in a conversation with a man in Spokane yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. I've been a lot of places the last few days. And uh, I've been praying for this man's son. And I, I left after talking to him, wanting to pray more. He, he's a co-worker of mine. And he has a son that's that's not growing like he should and so they had to have a surgery and they put ports in his body and in his stomach and they have to feed him they feed him formula through it and at first he he put on some weight and then something happened so they've done these multiple surgeries getting ready to have another Why they're trying to get him to grow but for some reason he's not gaining weight they know something's wrong they understand that in the natural and so You and I should recognize spiritually. I should get connected in such a way. This is why we need the body of Christ, right? right. And so we grow. And there is a process of growth. We don't expect someone to be born again and immediately walk in all spiritual maturity. You know, that's why we call it being born again. They're new babes in Christ. They've been repented of their sins. They've been baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ, born again of water. They've been filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, evidenced by speaking with other tongues as His Spirit gives the utterance, born again of the Spirit. But that's just born again. We don't expect them to be a mature Christian with everything figured out and all knowledge of the Word. Now the Holy Ghost can now begin to quicken it to them. But we know there's a process of growing. All right? We understand this. This is the plan. And so God gives gifts. What gifts does He give? He gives the ministry through men, ministry of apostles, ministry of prophets, ministry of these things that we just read about there, what we call the fivefold ministry. And it's given so that we grow. It's His way of feeding us. Now, everybody doing okay? All right. Now, if I told you that for breakfast this morning, I had Gerber stage two bananas. Those things are pretty good. I didn't have them this morning. You would be like, that's funny, right? You, you laughed because you thought that's funny. All right. See those little kids, they just eat what you stick in their mouth. Okay. But as they grow up, as we grow up, we develop appetites, don't we? Right? Like when I was a little kid, my mom probably made me eat those little English peas that were Gerber stage three that were smashed in ugly green. Right? You know what I'm talking about? When I grew up, I just, I don't like those things. Smashed, unsmashed, normal. I don't want, so you know what? I haven't ate English peas and I don't know when. Couldn't tell you the last time. I. It's not part of my appetite. Now, but I've had mint chocolate chip ice cream quite a bit. i I got a good appetite for that. But you and I know, please stay with me. trust we're hearing today. You and I know as much as I love mint chocolate chip ice cream, I can't have that for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Okay? But sometimes if I'm not careful, I become a picky eater from the Word of God. want this i don't want this you know build my faith edify me encourage me and all of those things should happen in the ministry of the word of god we should be encouraged we should be edified we should be strengthened we should have our faith built but sometimes the word of god is corrective reproof right gives us instruction that's what the writer said paul said it was profitable for and so what we have to do is we have to realize, for me to grow up, I need a balanced diet. Is this making sense? And so we begin to hunger for these things from the Lord. God, you know what I need to grow. So I pray, God, feed my spirit according to your wisdom and knowledge. This, this is not a plug. This is I'm, I'm being very real here this morning. This is why you should pray for me as your elder. <coughs> okay? that's not a selfish request I I'm, mean I'm, there's parts of it that are because I need prayer okay but but this is this is re- why you're saying God I pray for my elder that you would use him because you know what I need and oftentimes he's ministering to my life and so you know what I need in God I don't want what comes from his humanity I want what comes from you God so so you have to pray for me that way okay because we need to grow up into him now so this is very very important so watch. Because we don't want to be tossed to and fro. That's a childish thing. But we want to be rooted and established. Verse 15, but speaking the truth in love, watch what he says. Speaking the truth in love may what? Grow up. See, it's in there. You didn't know it was in the Word. It's in the Word. That we may grow up. But notice, not just grow up, get bigger, get stronger, look healthier. No, no. Grow up into Him. Remember he said the fullness, the stature of Christ, the measure of Christ. So what are we trying to grow into? We're growing up into him. Christ is the head, right? And so we're growing up. We're born again. So to grow up into him, we got to be filled with his spirit. Hence the reason for the baptism of the Holy Ghost, born again of the spirit. That's how we can begin to grow up into him. This is spiritual work. And so we're designed to grow up into Him. Notice what He said. In all things, which is the head, even Christ. Verse 16. From whom? From the head, from Christ, the whole body is fitly joined together, compacted or strengthened by that which every joint supplies according to the effectual working in the measure of every part. But watch what happens when this starts happening. When you and I grow up into Him, When these different ministries, right, the Lord bringing this balanced diet, how He chooses this gift of ministry to flow, whether it's a teacher or or a prophet or an evangelist or an apostle. And, And hear me. We hear those terms and we immediately think of an individual. And it may be at a time. But these are gifts of ministry that flow through individuals. And some individuals may operate more in one than another because the giftings and callings of God. But these are gifts from God of ministry that flow through people for the edifying of the body of Christ. Is this making sense today? We need a proper perspective on this. We don't want to pigeonhole people. Okay. I don't know why I'm feeling this so much this way. I really, I, you know, let me give you an example. Bishop would tell you, I think he's even said it before here. When I minister here, it's totally different most of the time than when I minister in Puyallup. Totally different when I minister in other places. That, the the gift of ministry that flows is different because how God uses me here is different than how he uses me somewhere else. Okay. I may be in some atmospheres and you all have witnessed it at times, even depending on who may be present in a service, that the ministry that flows is an evangelist. And some of you are like, we know this, we've heard this before. We've already gone past that. Well, it's not for you. It's that God has given gifts to men. He's recognizing there may be people sitting in the pews right now that need to hear this ministry, the gift of the Lord of evangelism to a heart. Does that make sense? Okay. So I'm not trying to say, I'm an evangelist. I'm a prophet. I'm a, The Lord can use me in any of those He chooses, and He can use you in any of those He chooses. And He may use you in one more than another. But you've got a purpose, God. However, you want the gifts to flow through my life, I'm available to you. I've watched the Rodriguez operate most often as an evangelist. That ministry and evangelist flows through their life, reaches the life, brings them to the way of salvation, shows them the way. The Lord uses them that way oftentimes. But I witnessed, thank God, I witnessed the ministry through them Thursday night, and they were a teacher. the ministry of a teacher operating through their life now i don't go okay you were an evangelist but now you're a teacher okay but that's what we do sometimes these are gifts these ministries are gifts so that you and i grow up so that we grow up into him again I'm not taking away from the fact that God uses certain individuals more often than others in some of these gifts. You understand? But God forbid for a moment we think God's limited to using somebody only one way. He's the one that gets to choose how He uses people. And sometimes the reason God only uses some people a certain way... Is because they've decided this is who and what I am, and they close the door to God using them any other way. Careful about taking labels, they can restrict the ability of God to flow through your life the way He wants to. I understand walking in your calling, I really do. We should walk in our calling. But your calling is not a label. Okay? All right. I'm trying to balance here. I want to talk about growing up, but these things are important because I th- the Lord's dealing with me about this stuff. I don't have this all figured out. But we need the ministry flowing through our lives because of what it does. It causes us to grow up in Him. But watch. So all these things work together. So the ministry that God uses, the gifts that He gives that causes you and I to grow up. Here's what happens. Here, come here, brother. Please. All right. Very good. Come here, brothers are you. Quickly, quickly. So what? Here's what happens. Here, you sit down right there, please. All right, you stand up right there, please. Up here, please. So here's what happens. All of us may be at different places in our growing up into him. Right? We understand that. Just like when I had Josiah up here, we wouldn't be like, oh, my goodness, Josiah, how come you're however tall you are? And for the heart, six foot three, you should be it. No, no, we don't expect him to be where I am. Right? But watch. We all are growing. Just because we're in different places in him doesn't mean we're not all growing. We should all be growing. And we're growing up together. You with me? We're growing together. This is why Paul said it's not wise to measure yourself amongst yourselves. Because here's what the spiritually immature do. Oh, thank God I'm so spiritual. I can tell, Brother Zari. Look, I mean, look. <laughs> you can tell too, can't you? Oh, I want to be like Brother. Look at me. Oh, one day. Uh, no, no, no. Don't measure yourself. Amongst yourself. Either way. Because this is a this is a deception of the adversary. He'll use... He doesn't... You understand the adversary doesn't care which side he plays. If he can get you to measure. He'll do this. He'll get you puffed up with pride. I'm so much more spiritually mature than Brother Azaria. You understand they're just examples. I'm not... This is hypothetical. I'm so much more mature. I mean, look. Pride. Causing you to focus on not where you need to grow, but comparing amongst yourself. Or the adversary will get you comparing with somebody that maybe has grown up more. And we can glean from that as an example. I thank God for their life. I thank God. I want to learn from that. I want to grow with them. But the adversary will use that to bring condemnation. You're like, I don't know why I can never measure up to brother Israel. I don't know what. No, no, no. Don't measure yourself against yourself. The measure, as we read earlier, is Christ. Christ is the measure. And so here's what we do. I'm going to sit the mic down. You can hear me okay. Here's what we do. So as we begin to grow up, we begin to connect in the body and may be in different places in our growth and development. It's why, like Josiah earlier, his foot's getting bigger, but maybe his legs haven't caught up. They're not as long as they're going to be, right? There's parts of your body that grow different, right? I had a size 11 before I was six foot 3 I'm still a size 11 in my shoe. What happened? My foot grew faster than the rest of my body, but the Lord knew I need those size 11s to stand up. Okay? We understand that in the Natural. I have a nephew, God bless his little heart. It took him a while for his body to catch up with his head. <laughs> Anybody ever seen like so Come on, all that. You, you've seen people like that before, right? It's like, man, that lady's going to yeah. be good. Well, you know, it's okay. Their body's going to catch up. Do we understand that again? Yeah. This is a reality. Look, we need to know this happens spiritually. Okay, this happens spiritually. There are parts of the body that grow differently than others, but they should all be growing. And over time, over time, we should all grow up together. Now we're never measuring ourselves amongst ourselves. We don't fall into that trap. But we're growing up together. Growing up together. Growing up. And so, what do I do? I seek to lift my brother. I seek to. But guess what? Just because maybe I've grown in some areas he hasn't doesn't mean I can't learn from areas where God's having him grow that I haven't. That's why we don't measure among ourselves. Well, I could glean from others, but I can't get anything from others. I'm so far ahead of him, but I'm not. Oh, God forbid we ever start thinking that way. Right? We grow up together. Thank you. What Notice what the verse says The whole body, the whole body, the whole body fitly joined together and strengthened. That's literally what that word compacted means. Strengthened. Strengthened by what the joint supplies. I know you've heard some of this before, but bear with me. Not strengthened by what the part supplies. Strengthened by what the joint supplies. If you and I won't allow ourselves to be joined to these other parts of the body that are still growing up, we won't get the strength we need. Strength comes from the joints. That's why the adversary wants to separate you by yourself. Strength by that which every joint supplies, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part. It works, to, making, but watch what happens. Here's what happens it makes increase of the body. That's growing up unto the edifying of itself in love. Now, I'm going to read swiftly through these next couple verses. So Paul shares those things and watch verse 17. He says, This I say, therefore, or this I say as a result of all this other stuff. This I say, therefore, and I testify in the Lord that you henceforth or no longer walk like other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. Puffed up in your own thinking. Because if you're walking in the vanity of your mind, here's what you happens, verse 18. The understanding is darkened. You're alienated or separated from the life of God through the ignorance that's in them because of the blindness of their heart. Verse 19. Who being past feeling, they've given themselves over to lasciviousness to work uncleanness with greediness, but you have not so learned Christ. He's talking about people who are still living according to their own self. They haven't grown up spiritually. That's what he just described in verse number 17, 18, and 19. What does he mean, past feeling? They're just blind. And he said the blindness of their heart. Well, they think they're spiritually mature because they've been around for 20 years. but they're still walking according to the vanity of their mind. Do you see that? So we have to grow up into him, but watch, you've not learned Christ. Verse 21, if so be that you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. So what do we do? This is, a, and and I'm, I'm bringing this to a close, but I want you to understand all that. How do we begin to grow? This is how. If so be that you have verse 22 that you put off everybody say put put off that you put off concerning the former conversation or the former lifestyle the way you used to live before you came to know Christ before you were born again. You can't grow up into him if you continue living like you did before you were born again. You with me i can't grow up into christ if i keep living like i did before i was born again he brought me out of the world so that he could deliver me from that bondage and then he could fill me with his spirit and so now i grow up into him i'm not going to grow into christ if i continue to live according to my former conversation or former lifestyle of the old man If you want something that will hinder your spiritual growth more than anything, that's it. Being filled with the Spirit, but still trying to walk according to your former lifestyle. People say, why am I not growing? Why am I still struggling? Former lifestyle. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Okay, So put off concerning the former conversation, the old man. Which is corrupt according to deceitful lust. Verse 23. And be renewed. Everybody say, be renewed. Be renewed renewed in the spirit of your mind. Be renewed. Notice earlier he said, they walk according to the vanity of their mind. And we saw the result of that from verse 17, 18, and 19. People walk, that's people that haven't been renewed in their mind, in the spirit of their mind. Paul didn't say they weren't filled with the Spirit. They just weren't renewed in the Spirit of their mind. You know it's possible? I wouldn't believe it if I hadn't seen it. But you know it's possible for someone to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost but still walk in the vanity of their mind? That's being filled with the Spirit but not being led by the Spirit. Being filled with the Spirit but still walking according to their own desires and own will. And we've all fallen into that trap. Paul is trying to draw a distinction here and says, how do we do this? How do I grow up into him? How do I begin to mature spiritually? I've got to put off the former conversation, the former lifestyle, and i got to be renewed. i got to be renewed in the spirit of my mind. Otherwise, I'll keep walking in the vanity of my mind. So this renewing of my mind has to take place. That word renew there is to renovate. It's like to tear down, to rebuild. I think it was Paul in 2 Corinthians 4 and 16 that said, The outward man perisheth, but the inward man is renewed day by day. This is an ongoing work in the kingdom of God. So what do I do to grow? I go to a place of prayer every day. Paul said, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, right? Romans 12 and 1. By the mercies of God, present your body a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God. It's your reasonable service. Verse number 2. Be not conformed to this world. That's putting off the former conversation. Be not conformed or shaped by this world, but be transformed. Anybody want to be transformed? Be transformed. How am I changed? How am I? How do I grow up into him? That's transformation, you understand? Transformation is to grow. This body transformed. When I was born, I was only about that big, but thank God I'm not that size anymore. I've transformed. How did I transform? Paul's talking about this spiritually. Be transformed. Be changed. The word transformed there is metamorphosis, like a caterpillar to a butterfly. That's the word that he used there in transform. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The renovation of your mind. Hear me. When we are filled with the Spirit of God and we seek to be sensitive to His voice and His word and walk after... And these gifts that God gives us, the ministry through the body, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, these gifts of God that come to us, and the Word of God, the Spirit of God speaks to us, it should affect how I think. It challenges my carnal reasoning, and it should tear it down, and I should begin to have the mind of Christ. This is the transformational process that ministry is supposed to accomplish in us that causes us to grow up into Him. If we're not careful, we will make the reception of ministry about make me feel good today. Encourage me today so I can make it another week. Say something that really touches my life today so it gives me hope for the... And the Word can do all of those things. But the reason the Lord gave these gifts of ministry to the body is so that we grow up in we'd grow up into him and so what happens is the word of god comes through the ministry that he chooses and he knows what ministry you and i need to grow that's why he gave some apostles and he gave some prophets and he gave some evangelists he gave some because he knew what some need and when they need it and so he gave that so you and i would grow But often what happens is that ministry from the Lord comes and it has to confront what keeps us from growing. Am I making sense today? And so because he has to confront what keeps us from growing, he often confronts the way we think and how we think about things. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 13, when I was a child, you ever heard that before? When I was a child, I spake as a child. I thought as a child. I understood as a child. But, he says, when I became a man, I did something. What did he say he did? Anybody know? I put away. Oh, you mean God didn't just take that away? Apparently not. Paul said, I put away childish things. The things I used to... You know one of the greatest indicators of a child, and it's God's design, is a child is very needy. You ever notice that? I have three children. They're not as needy as they used to be. They dress themselves. They drive themselves. They have their own places. They take care of their own bills. They they. I think they eat on their own most of the time, and uh, I mean they still come over every once in a while, and it's nice because Mom and Dad want to be needed too. So we like it when they need us for some things, and right. But but a child as they mature, neediness changes, and they go from a place of need, need, neediness to now there's a heart that says, "I, I want to begin to give to Right. This is the process of life. We understand this, right? When I was a kid, I was needy. But then when I had kids, I wanted to give to them. This is a transition that comes through transformation. Spiritually, this is exactly what should happen in us. Doesn't mean we never have needs that God won't meet. And we do. We cry out to Him for those things. But as we grow up into Him, we know we're growing up because the focus begins to shift. It's not so much about me anymore. It's about the body of Christ. It's about His purpose. It's about reaching into the lost world. I'm growing up into Him. This happens by the renewing of our mind. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed, be changed by the renewing of your mind, the renovation of your mind, so that you can prove the good, acceptable, perfect will of God. Please stand with me this morning. If you and I want to grow spiritually, and I believe we do. If we want to grow spiritually, we must submit ourselves to and pray for the Lord to renew our mind. And we're not too young for him to start and we're not too old for him to do it. None of us. I'm 52 years old. There's things I've gone through just in the last few weeks where He has changed my way of thinking about things. I thought I had some stuff figured out. But as I sought the mind of the Lord, sought the face of God, began to pray and seek wisdom and direction from Him, He began to deal with how I thought. And I think differently about it than I did a week or two ago. And my thinking, you know where it came from? It came from a place of prayer and the word. What is that? That's the renewing of the mind. The renewing of the mind. This is an ongoing process. Why? Do you ever get to a point where your mind's fully there and you... Maybe. I don't know. I'm not there. But why does it have to happen? I'll tell you why I believe it has to happen. Because we take other things into our mind that are not of God all the time throughout the course of our day and our week. Carnal reasoning, carnal thinking, this world system, this world logic, this world understanding. And so we come to the altar again. We go to our closet of prayer at the beginning of the day. And I say, God, I need you today. I pray renew my mind today, day by day, according to your word. Let the inner man be renewed again this morning, Lord. I need your thoughts. I need the mind of Christ. I want the mind of Christ. This is critical for you and I to grow in him. If Mine and your thinking spiritually, not intellectually. Hear me, not intellectually, spiritually. If my spiritual understanding—remember, he said—alienated from the life of God, darkness because of the vanity blinded all the in their hearts. That's a process of someone who's not being renewed in their mind. That's where someone who's but someone who's being renewed in their mind. There's always this fresh this light of Christ that is shining in illuminating more and more directing we gain understanding we grow in grace and knowledge of him this is the plan of god this is the plan of god and so what do i do if i go i hear me i have to be honest with myself i have to be honest with myself and sometimes our human nature is much more comfortable going, let me just act like I'm spiritually mature. I see how so-and-so acts. I think they're spiritually. I'll act like them. Okay? Past feeling. Lying. Those are things Paul described. So I I have to be honest before the Lord. Lord, I'm trying to help you. The Lord's trying to help all of us. I can tell you this year, okay? It's only March in case you're keeping track. This year, I have prayed prayers like this. God, I feel like I've hit a wall in some places in prayer. I want to go further. I want to go further here. I don't want to stop growing in this area. Your your depths are unsearchable. I, I want to go places in prayer I haven't yet gone, God. Anything that's hindering that growth, I want to keep growing in that area. Men's conference, I prayed about being a husband. God, I want to continue to grow as a husband. And I'm talking about growing up into him. But it starts with honesty between you and God, me and God. And I promise you, He will not withhold. Could you talk to the Lord right now, please? We must grow into Him. Starts in the renewing of our mind. Lord, change my mind. I pray, reach in by the power of Your Spirit. Where You need to do a work, I want You to do what You must To change my thinking so that it is in full and complete alignment with You, Your Word, and Your will. Father, I want to grow in You day by day according to Your will. Day by day according to Your will, Father. Growing up into the things of Christ. Walking in the Spirit, not according to my flesh. Living after Your Word the way You intend, Lord. We need You today. None of us in this room have arrived and made it, but that we together would grow up into you. The world is in need of the body of Christ, and you are working with us. You are leading us and guiding us. Oh God, let us not come to a place of spiritual contentment where we stop growing in you. I don't want to be discontent, Lord. But I want to ever hunger for deeper things of God as You would lead us. I want to walk in the things I've learned and continue to learn as You reveal Yourself more and more in this relationship. God, I want to know You more. I want to know You more. I want to be more yielded to Your Word. I want to be more yielded and obedient to Your Spirit. In my daily living, I want my thoughts to come from You, not from carnal reasoning or intellect or earthly wisdom. God forbid. Oh, Father, lead us and guide us today. Let us grow into the fullness and stature of Christ. Reveal to us. Give us a heart that's honest before You. Give us a heart that's honest before You. Give us a heart that's honest before You. you. Let the light of Your Word shine into my spirit. Let the light of Your Word shine into my spirit. Oh Lord, that there be growth in each area that is needful. You know the place and the time and the season. You control all of those You know where each one of us are individually and collectively, God. I pray we have an honest heart before You that Your work in us would be fulfilled as You are using us and will continue to use us, Lord. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Jesus that pride have no room, for it hinders growth. But I pray the humility that comes from You, Lord, the humility that comes from You, Father, not feigned, but that which flows from the throne and character and nature of God. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, not walking in our own ways as a child, but as we grow walking in your ways, walking according to your leading, doing that which always pleases you, the Father. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, I pray thank you lord thank you lord thank you lord thank you lord you understand this morning lord is not chastising us saying you're not growing but he would reveal to us so that we do not fall into the rut of religious routine We do not fall into traditional thinking. Or God forbid, we don't fall into self-deception. Because that's the greatest fall. Right? I'm in the room with many maturing people and many who are spiritually mature. And all of us are still going to mature more. I thank God for that. I thank God for that. But I know full well I'm not there yet. Okay? So I'm, I'm not picking on you. I'm with you. He's taking us somewhere. He's taking us. And here's what I feel like the Lord is doing. I'm really trying to finish. I feel like the Lord is gently but specifically reaching to us and seeking to prick a place in our hearts that says, don't just settle for the way you know me now. If you'll hunger, if you'll let your appetite be for, yay, deeper things, I can still grow you in me. And don't make excuses for childish ways when you should know better. I used to say, I probably still said it a few times recently. I used to say, I refuse to grow up. You understand me that statement? I refuse to grow up. I'm always going to be a kid at heart. Well, that can be good in some ways, you understand? But spiritually, that should never be my mindset spiritually, I should ever, by the grace of God, hunger is a gift from the Lord. So spiritually, I should ever hunger, right? Not in condemnation like, oh, I'm so pitiful. I'm, no, no, no. I'm not talking about that, right? Thank God for where he's brought me. But thank God for where you're taking me. I want to keep going, God. I want to keep growing up into you. And hear me, I want to grow with you. I want us to grow up together into him. It's what's going to change our world. Is us growing up together. And so may we strengthen one another. May we encourage one another. May we provoke one another to good works. And may we together grow up into him. I want you to pray this with me before you go. In your own words god if i'm making excuses for not growing show me and help me i don't want to make excuses for childish behavior i want to grow in you thank you for what you have put in my spirit lord when you filled me with your spirit you gave me every part of your dna that is necessary for me to grow up into you You understand, when you are filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, you receive spiritual DNA that allows you and I to grow up into Him. Oh, Father, to go into the depths of prayer that You would lead me, to dig into Your Word and come to know You through Your Word like I've never known You before. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, as the Apostle Paul did, so lead us to do. Let us put away childish things grow up into you. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. The Lord bless you today. Thank you for your openness and reception of His Word. Let it continue to have its work in us. Amen. Greet someone this morning. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. God bless